They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am Ron Pashery here with my good friends, Ek2Fly, Eric Trembicki. What's going on? Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the voice that runs the place, the European champion, hailing once again from Bangor, Maine, the most over city. Uh, around the globe, apparently. It is. Alo, Aaron Lloyd, welcome. Thank you. I got people <laughs> wanting to travel to come just to come see me, get title shots. It's awesome. You single-handedly have boosted the travel industry. I have. I don't know how you did it, but you did once again. I, I have Expedia sales <laughs> for Bangor, Maine. You know, <laughs> hasn't been out over since D two the Mighty Ducks. I believe so. Yeah. When what was her name again? The goaltender. Julie Gaffney. Julie Gaffney. She was smoking hot from what I remember when I was 13. You had that long braid. Yeah. <laughs> We're here on Royal Rumble Sunday to discuss NXT TakeOver San Antonio. Uh, I know personally I have not watched a whole lot of NXT in the last two to three months. I don't know how much the two of you have watched. Not enough. <laughs> enough. But I feel like NXT TakeOver San Antonio, as expected, delivered. Uh, do you guys want to do ratings before we get started on any breakdown? I would give it a high slobber knocker. How about you, Alo? My best friend speaks to me. Yeah, high yeah. slobber knocker. Um, I'll go with just a slobber knocker. Uh, there were a couple small nitpicks I had to keep it from being a high one. Oh, I got a cut. Oh, I got a cut. <laughs> do you? Nitpicks. <laughs> I have a, a bunch of. <clears throat> I would say probably an equal amount as you guys. However. I don't want to fault NXT for this. And for some reason, I'll go on a little bit of a tangent uh-huh. here. I feel like a month ago, weren't they advertising that this was going to be on a Wednesday? No. Yeah, no. I, don't, I don't know. No, this was always supposed to be on okay. a weekend. For some reason, I thought maybe it's another takeover coming up, but I thought they were advertising that it was supposed to be on a Wednesday. And I remember the old NXT takeovers they used, used to, to be, be on Wednesday. Wednesdays. And I feel like, not to knock any of the product and watchability on a Saturday, just, you know, with, with two children, it's hard to watch it live while it's happening on a Saturday, um, just, you know, with busy stuff with the family and getting to it. And, you know, it's so easy to click on social media, and with two swipes, you could have one of the biggest things of the night ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry about that. I, to that point... I was out last night. I didn't get to watch it till this morning. And I had gotten up till the main event. I hit pause. Uh, I went on Twitter for some reason, thinking it would be safe the next day. And the first thing I see was that the NXT title changed hands. I was like, you have to be kidding me. So I made the mistake of going on social media twice. Um, I saw the lowdown post about the tag title change. <laughs> And I commented, and I casually just said, wow, thanks for the spoiler, <laughs> just as like a l- little rev. And I was right. like, I could see the titles changing. Um, disappointed about it just because I do like DIY, but I could see why they did it. Uh, I got off, and then I went on Instagram shortly after, and I saw our own Matt Madness page <laughs> post about... We spoiled it for ourselves. ...about Rollins showing up. And I will tell you what, if you could be watching that show live and seeing that, I think that would just make the show just so much better than... Yeah. Not, not better than it was, it would just be more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, and it is tough. 
if you're not watching it when it happens, it is tough to avoid. Yeah. You have to really go out of your way. and Because oftentimes you will accidentally come across it, mm-hmm. like I did this morning. Um, yeah, so I go Slobberknocker real quick also before we get into the, the main meat and potatoes of the pay-per-view. Uh, I've said it before, I'll say it again. NXT does not need three-man commentary. <laughs> Especially if your third guy is going to be atrocious. This is the first time we actually acknowledge him. He is so bad. He's awful. Alright. Um, none of the shows need three or more. Correct. Uh, SmackDown has eight. <laughs> exactly. Eight people are in commentary. And growing. They, they, they don't need that. <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, other thing, though. Uh, Corey Graves announced his official exit from NXT commentary to be replaced by Nigel McGuinness, which I think is pretty cool. I think it would be a good new voice to have yeah. on there. Um, Why can't Nigel just replace the other two and it be him and Graves? I don't know. Well, Graves, I know, just probably doesn't want He's got too much on his plate he already. Does. He does. Like, but, I give him credit for doing it as long as he has. Yeah. Um, Nigel McGuinness, I'm excited for. Yeah. I don't know what this means for him with the Ring of Honor. Well, he's done with Ring of Honor. He, he's completely yeah, done. Yeah, he signed with WWE. Honor, yeah. Interesting. Well, WWE has been trying to get themselves involved with Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. So maybe somehow he'll, he'll be the bridge to a relationship. Well, I think Nigel overall, <clears throat> again, this is speculation, but supposedly he's supposed to eventually, um, Michael Cole is supposed to fade out. And I think Michael Cole, he pretty much did the scouting to get Nigel, and I think that's who he wants to be replacing him. Well, Michael Cole, I'll give you credit for that one. Yeah, because but Nigel's a color guy. Mm-hmm. So what I'm thinking is maybe eventually Morrow will go to Raw, and we'll get stuck with Phyllis mm-hmm. as your main guy on SmackDown. <laughs> but he's just Michael Cole version two, right? So yeah, yeah. I, I wish they could find someone better for SmackDown than Tom Phillips, but. I'd be glad to get Michael Cole off Raw and get a better commentary team yeah, maybe, on the flagship show. Maybe I'll get excited for Raw. Maybe. Maybe it'll make the slop a little bit more bearable. Yeah. We'll see. But show kicks off and with really could have done a better job kicking off the show As than always. bringing out the perfect 10. Ty Dillinger, great pop. Um, like I said, perfect guy to open against Eric Young. The front man for Sanity. Uh, Alo, what did you think of this match? Um, for most of the match, it was just a match, which that's the standard thing with Ty Dillinger mm-hmm. because he, we all, he's quoted as being a good hand. Mm-hmm. But um, at the at the end of the match, it really picked up. You can kind of tell this was like his swan song in NXT because this is probably arguably the best match he's ever had in NXT because he's basically taken on three guys the entire time. Yeah. And I like the fire. That he, I like the fire that he had. He opened with a lot. Like he came out fighting. Yeah. To start the match, which yeah. I liked. Anytime you, you start the show with Ty Dillinger, that's when I get a pop. Gets mm-hmm. a pop out of me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in the living room throwing out. <laughs> but spinning around. <laughs> yeah, spinning around. My time. I'm, I'm doing it the whole time. Pointed but, angel. <laughs> but um, like I said, this probably is arguably his best match in NXT. I thought like that he actually showed it. His athleticism going over the top row. I like the fact they actually t- take on three guys, mm-hmm. and you know how NXT kind of sends you off on your swan song with probably your best performance. Yeah. So I think this is probably his swan song in NXT, and hopefully he's in the rumble tonight. And honestly, it doesn't really matter what number they'll get him. They'll give. They'll enter him in because no matter what, when the number comes out, the crowd still probably just chant ten anyway. Well, I'm banking on the crowd. Counting 10 for the entire countdown on every entrance. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everything's going to be 10. Uh, They are really stupid if he doesn't come out at 10. That's a huge missed opportunity if he doesn't. Um, 
Yeah, I thought this was a good match too. I did also think this was his best match, um, and I like what they did with Sanity. That they, like, Alo, you talk often about when China was out there. She was always you always knew she was there. You always were aware, and I feel like you were always very aware of Sanity at ringside, which I think was good. I think they did a good job of kind of building them during that match. Uh, Eck, your thoughts on Eric Young and Ty Dillinger? I thought the match was overall <clears throat> very well uh, orchestrated. I liked the presentation of it. They go, did a good job of you know Eric Young doing great heel work. Uh, Ty Dillinger did a great job in ring, and as Aaron said, you know I believe that it probably is his swan song and his farewell to NXT. Um, I think over the last couple months, the last two to three NXT takeovers, especially while um, Dillinger's been a face, you're almost a little disappointed for him while he loses, which he typically does. Mm-hmm. But I think this one, it was almost like, okay, you could accept it because it. You know, it, it's not like it was a clean sweep of a match. Right. I did think the crowd hated it that he lost. Yeah. <laughs> the crowd hated a lot of things. So. But I don't think Dillinger's ever won at a takeover. He's mostly not been on I, his back every time yeah, he wrestles yeah. on NXT TV. He not that I can recall. Uh, I did like Eric Young, the, the elbow drop off the top rope to the back of the head. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good move. Um, I liked also... The way that they went into the finish with Ty trying to skin the cat to get back into the uh-huh. ring and got caught up on that on his way back in. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good performance from him. I thought both guys performed well. And I don't know if you guys remember me saying that, like, I was like, I hope Eric Young, it doesn't become a thing in NXT. I just don't see the need for it. Yeah, that's when he But came now that he's in a stable, yeah. I'm like, okay, like now I have a reason to. Have some investment in him. Yeah, because so they did the smart thing with with him specifically. Yeah, because the one time he came in against Joe, he was like, "I wasn't. He didn't do anything for you because he was just a guy, basically." Right. When you when you when you have something to do, it, it changes your whole situation. Mm-hmm. How you perceive him. Yeah, and speaking of just a guy, oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> I've said that about Roderick Strong before. Yeah. <clears throat> a little congested. Excuse me. Um. I had a hard time even paying attention attention to this match, Roderick Strong versus Andrade Cien Almas. I, I thought of you while I was orange just because I know you're not big on Strong. Yeah, me too. Because that was the first thing in my notes. Like, right when this match came on, I went right down my phone. Yeah, I was. I, what I was going to say is can either of you guys make a case for me being wrong about that? No. Because I, I, I did the same I thing. I can't. I remember, I remember uh, prep. I remember Josh, yeah, friend of the show, <laughs> when he was on, he was saying that, you know, you're missing something if you're, you're not a fan of him. But uh, I don't know. There, there are certain things. I, I'm, I feel like for most newcomers these days, I'm, I'm late to the draw. Yeah, I think even another good friend of the show, Derek McCauley, mentioned something positive about Roderick Strong. That, uh, that, that's why I wanted to ask you guys, like, is there just something I'm not seeing? Well, that's my, I said, this, <clears throat> my notes are this as well because I had a hard time investing in this match because you weren't watching when they had that Fatal 4-Way match to return to the more contender. And another thing, the reason you're not invested is because Roderick Chung has been in NXT since September. He's done nothing because he was in the tag team class with Aries, then Aries got hurt, and after that, NXT did their, their um, those tours and they played those reruns. So there was nothing to really get behind Roderick Strong. And when he was mm-hmm. there, you didn't really see him. So there's not much investment. And then with Andrade Almas, they dropped the ball with him big time because they threw him on the cat hat and then they turned him heel. And now you don't know what to think about the guy. But I think the match was fine. 
I, th I think it was a good match. I, I got into the match. I didn't care at first, but I did get into the match. I thought it was a great back and forth match. And like I, like I said, Josh came on. The, he was on the show. And said, "Oh, he he's the, he, he did great promos in PWG." But that's PWG. This is NXT. And you said Derek had said the same thing. He he's good in the ring, but hopefully after this match, he, we see why we see why they say that he doesn't just become a guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hate to sound like Vince Russo, but if you're just a wrestler, that's not enough. Like, you you can't get by as being that in WWE or NXT. For me, anyway. Yeah, the match was fine, though. I got into the match app, um, a, a little bit when I got into it, but the match started the match. I, I felt the same way. It's like, they've done nothing with these guys. Almost. I thought about that by the ending, too, because I remember you saying they haven't done nothing with uh, mm -hmm. Almas for a while. And I, I, I called myself halfway through the match rooting for Almas. Just... <laughs> no, well, they, they tried. Like, they, they, Might be biased for certain reasons. Yeah. But... <laughs> they tried. They, they turned him heel on Sergio Alexander, somebody who they care about. And then after that, he did nothing. He was in that fatal four-way thing, did nothing. Um, other thing, I don't know how much the crowd was really into it because I noticed at one point that the ring was super loud. And I was like, why did I just notice it during this match? It has to be because there was no other noise, really. Well, even when it came out, it was silence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know uh, what's going to happen with these two guys, but clearly they have some investment in Roderick Strong. Yeah, because he was part of that second tier. Because like, he was a... He didn't get the the buzz as all the other NXT signings got, but he got a buzz from the IWC because everybody knows who he is. Like Josh is a big IWC guy. He's into all the other federations like Revolution Pro, PWG, and other promotions like that. So say they know about. Is Russ guy. a big fan of him? Uh, I think Russ and Derek both like him. Okay. I don't know if I'd say they're huge. I wonder fans, if they just like him because of his in ring work. Possibly. Yeah, possibly because they're into like a lot of their. A lot, of, a lot into the in-ring work because yeah. even when Derek does his reviews on Facebook about the shows I'm like you gotta be kidding me sometimes yeah <laughs> seeing Samoa Joe in the crowd actually impacted me more <laughs> <laughs> understandably so with that we'll move directly into the tag team championship match the authors of pain challenging DIY mm -hmm. for their tag team championships I'm pretty sure. Did we all predict Authors of Pain? I did. That's a DIY. Set, so Ek and yeah, I, I, I know I did. And sadly, I just thought it was too obvious that one of their t uh, DIYs title reign would be a little longer. But it's just think? like the song says, you can't always get what you want. You can't always get what you want. Uh, and Authors of Pain clearly got what they needed in winning the tag team championships. DIY. I've given them a lot of credit on this show for being two of the biggest contributors of the entire year of 2016. For WWE, they deserve to get that title reign. A lot of people might think they deserved a longer one, but they clearly built this team up to be something like a destructive force. And I don't think that would have fit into the story had they not won these belts uh, last night. Uh, I really, actually really liked the uh, Paul Ellering vignette. Yeah. Reading from the book, I thought that, yeah. was, that, really cool. that was that was. I thought that helped build up to the match in case anyone was watching it. If you just didn't like the authors of pain, I thought you got a little more invested. Yeah, it added like a new element to them. I actually know their names now for the first time. Yeah, because they had them on their shirt. Yeah. Oh, did they? I didn't notice. Yeah, that. The entrance. Yeah, they had. I just made shirts. it a point. Oh, to, entrance shirts. Uh, I forgot that. Um, I noticed their tank tops had uh, AOP. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, these guys are physically dominant, and they're going to be that way against everyone they face. Uh, I love that Razor came in and just bypassed Chompa and went right after Gargano in the opposite <laughs> corner. Uh, and I also like Gargano, because the first thing I thought when Gargano came in was, like, he just looks like he can't do anything. And yeah. then Graves, 
actually pointed it out. He's like, did you see the look of desperation on Gargano's face? Like, tr- trying to do anything to slow these guys down. I thought they did a good job of telling that story. The crowd, obviously, was way into this match. Um, DIY put themselves in position where they... And the Revival. Both have put themselves in position where it's like, how can they top what they've already done? Uh, I don't think this topped anything they did before. I don't know if you two agree with this. No. I, I definitely didn't top nothing. And... Not to be a complete mark, but I think this kick has a little bit to do with the result. Um, mm-hmm. Match was good. I actually was a little more impressed with it than what I was. I'm not necessarily a hater of the Authors of Pain, but I just thought, you know, um, DIY was able to bring a little something extra out of them. Oh, I definitely thought that. Speaking of saying that, I remember ever since Authors of Pain debuted, neither of you were really a fan of them. Any of your opinions change on that at all? Yeah, my opinion started to change, I think, during the uh, Dusty Rhodes Classic. When I started seeing, like, okay, like I see where they're going with these guys. And I loved their match with uh, TM61. Um, so, yeah, I, I've come around on them as, like, at least to where I'm like, they have a place. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a place for them. Yeah. In this company, Alo, you kind of—I believe you kind of feel the same way. Yeah, because we've discussed it before. Yeah, because squash matches don't essentially really do anything for you. And then during Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, they had a match of DIY on a, at a house show that they take, and that match was really good. But as the NXT, the difference between house shows and NXT TV, you're going to get a better match on a house show than you will get on NXT TV because they're trying to actually build 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 these guys up. So ever since that match I was like, okay, these guys are actually pretty good. So that's why I was excited for this match. And to me, this is my match tonight because I think they I think they played the big versus small, David mm-hmm. versus Goliath, team versus team. I think they played it perfectly because like you said how Gargano, they they went right after Gargano because he was the smallest. Yeah. And then Tomato Chopper came on and came in a clean house with his hot tag. Um, gave him both German suplexes and Paul Eller, Paul Ellerin's face was like, oh my god. Yeah. Because they never been manhandled. Mm-hmm. So I think they handled it perfectly. The back-to-back Germans was like one of the high points of the match for me. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, the, the chemistry between the two teams, they were great DIY. Of course, they brought the best in the authors. Who who went? They bring the best out in. Even um, there was a situation, there was a spot where they la- they both had them in submissions. Shades mm-hmm. of what they did in Toronto, yeah. and when they broke it up, which I thought it was a great way to break it up, a mm-hmm. good strong way to break it up, but the power bomb and Gargano into Chomp and break up the count. And Graves said, "What do you guys got to do?" Yeah, that was their best chance. They mm-hmm. both had him down. They both had him in submission. They had them both in the middle of the ring, and I thought that was great. The crowd hated it. The crowd didn't want Gargano to Chomp mm-hmm. to lose because they became so beloved. But they were into it. Yeah, like the crowd actually started chanting after he threw Chomp down on Gargano. Yeah, but they just didn't want DIY to lose. Yeah. I saw it coming from a mile away. Um, I think to me the the moment that told the story crystal clear was the part where one of them picked up uh, Champa over his shoulder and just walked up the ring steps and just threw him over the road. <laughs> yeah, just Rose like that like, just manhandled him. Yeah. Um, Commentary did a good job to show how effortless he made that look. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they, I think one of them even said like I've never seen anyone just throw somebody so effortlessly. Um, and yeah, it looked spot. like that didn't feel so comfortable for him. No, I'm sure it didn't. Another spot that I thought did a good job of telling the story was when Gargano was just slapping slapping him in the face like over and over and over again. And he went to bounce off the ropes, and he just stood up and clotheslined him inside out. <laughs> like that he was just completely you know, impervious to it. Um, and then there was a sequence with all four of them in the ring where they tried to set up the prelude to the end. Yeah, and the power bombs. Yeah. The Super Collider, the last chapter for the victory. Um, I don't know 
what type of title reign these guys are going to have. Clearly, it's going to be dominant. Yeah, I don't because there's no one on the roster right now actively that's. What DIY is going to retain? Revival is going to turn face and regain it. It, 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 I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's anyone on the roster that can take it. Yeah, was this your match of the night, Eric, as well? It, I think it set this not to knock the first two matches. The um, Roderick Strong, like I said, that match was good. I kind of saw him winning, uh, being a natural heel. I wanted Andre to win. The opening match was good. I'm not really huge, like. Overly a fan of either Eric Young or Ty Dillinger, but that that tag match is what I was looking the most forward to. I thought it was great, whether that was the result I wanted or not. Um, the following two matches were great. The segment in between the women's match and the tag match were great, but this definitely was the match of the night. Uh, th- it, this was not my match of the night, but it, it was wasn't. close. Okay, and that's no slight to these guys. Um, what about you, Aaron? This was my match of the night. Yeah. That's why you're my best friend. So the Revival is next for these guys, correct? Is that what you guys both think or not necessarily? Say again? But the I Revival mean, is next for these guys or no? I don't know because, I mean, the Revival would be babyface. And Nick, um, Nick Mil- Shane Thorne, he's out for nine months. So yeah, tag- legitimately? Yeah, he's hurt. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's wow. out for nine TM61, they can't catch But isn't this this isn't their first injury. I thought they just got an injured right before the Dusty Road Classic as well. TM61? Yeah, one oh. of them, I think, had a shoulder issue before the Classic. Well, they wrestled. Yeah, they wrestled in it, but I think like he just... Oh. I, I could be wrong, but I feel like they suffered an injury sometime in oh, 2016. No, but, no, but um, when they fought the Revival food, we used to go on NXT TV. Shane, Shane, um, Shane Thorne, he got hurt, so he's out for nine months. So I don't know where to go for the tag team division. Yeah. Because you can't call DIY up now. I know I know. Um, they're big on Riddick Moss and Tino Sabatelli, but they're not baby faces. Yeah. So I don't know where the tag team division and, goes. And the only thing I can think is two guys from Sanity, but again, they're heels. So. Yeah, so they're in a tough spot. Well, they could just be like Asuka and never be on TV now that they won the, the titles. That would work. <laughs> I mean, me, me and Alo could go and just challenge Yeah, we can. Why don't you? Double champs. I'll drive you guys down there. Dual straps. <laughs> uh, after this match, we had a surprise entrant in the NXT ring. Seth freaking Rollins shows up to call out Triple H. He basically threatens to hold the show hostage. Um, Triple H steps out, sends security, and leaves. Gold. Seth fought them off for a while, ultimately was outnumbered. Wish he could have lasted a little longer. Well, here was my question. If that was Roman Reigns instead of Seth Rollins, <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't he have fought off the entire security he team would've. and made his way backstage he and beaten Triple H all around backstage? Yes, he would have. Uh, I don't know. Oh, well, he, he probably would have got farther. <laughs> that, that was my first thought. I was like, oh, if this was Roman, this wouldn't have ended so fast. Yeah. Well, my thing with this was... Uh, who ever thought of this was this was an awesome awesome, awesome idea because I think they listened to the show I think when this feud first started I mentioned this because uh, because like they've been listening to the show for so long mm-hmm. like at one point I thought so I was like, okay somebody's actually using logic because you're in the same city because like this storyline is fueled so much it's missed so much because there's so much logic that that can go into this but they, that they haven't used like Stephanie says, "I don't know why he he hurt why he cost you the title. He's your husband. You're not going to ask him." Right. So Seth Rollins says, "Hey, this is your company." You this know? is your. <laughs> so the logic here is okay. We're all in the same city. You're, NXT is your baby. We, I'm, I know you're going to be here. So let me just show up at NXT, which makes perfect sense. Now, next, the next match, I'm going to yell about logic, mm-hmm. but this was perfect. Like I legit marked out. I was like, okay, this is this is different. And now 
tonight at the Rumble, I don't know what we're going to get. Is Seth going to try to do it again? Or Seth finds way, weasel his way into the Rumble and Triple H calls him to call, throw him out the Rumble? I don't know what we're going to get because I'm really interested to see what we're going to get tonight at the Rumble. Did either of you see Triple H's interview after? I didn't watch it. So I did. Uh, I, I read about it. It was addressed towards the end of the interview. And he said, basically, there was a time when I told Seth Rollins he was the man. I did see the quote. Yeah, and he said, there's a big, he, you know, he wants to come here and call me out. That's fine. Um, uh, you, th- this is there's the a big I... difference between the creator in the suit that I am right now when I'm here and a big difference between the destroyer. And he said he's going to basically, I'm gonna, he's going to find out soon enough. So are we going to get Triple H in the Goldberg jacket tonight? I don't know. We might. I don't know. I, I would. I would be surprised if he wasn't there. Well, because to me, why would you put that on the NXT show that less people will see and not have it on the show that everybody's going to? Yeah, be but, but that but that was a, a big moment because I legit marked. That was like, oh wow. Because Tom Phillips even said we'll get to the NXT women's women's title match later on the night. Like later on the night. He's like, what else match. is there? Yeah, like, yeah like, what else is there? And I was like, okay, this is perfect. But now, question question I have for you guys is, when Triple H comes out, is he going to make his entrance from backstage and bang his head on the door and blame the fans mm. for his screw-ups? Triple H would never no. do that. No, no. He he's too good. Triple H is this business. He would never do that. Goldberg Stop it! Doesn't, <laughs> Goldberg doesn't care about the business. Triple H eats, sleeps, and breathes the business. So... No, he will not do that. I can assure you. But I think we'll see him tonight. It was a huge moment, but I, I think that will it they be number be... thirty again in the Rumble. No, no. I'd be shocked if they did that. Um, yeah, I think that uh, they'd be making mistake if they didn't follow it up on the Rumble. As yeah. big of a moment as it was, they're good for NXT, mistakes. They are, but I think like like I said, not as probably a third of the people who are going to be watching the Royal Rumble watched NXT. So they'll they, unless they just show it, but I, I would think that they would tell that story a little more tonight. Yeah. I mean, they only got a, a seven-hour Royal Rumble. Yeah, tonight, so that's seven true. hours. There's plenty of time to do it. Um, Are you sure? They could bring yeah. it up every hour, technically. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Triple H could come out every hour, and they'd still have plenty of time. For yeah. Um, that takes us to the women's match, which this was not perfect by any means, but I liked enough about it. That this was my match of the night. Really? Mm-hmm. I liked the match. I liked a lot of the stuff they did. I thought that they could have done better. Um, I definitely thought they could have done. Uh, well, uh, well, go, go ahead because I, I see your point and why I should match tonight and what mm-hmm. the things they did right. But go ahead. Yeah, things they did right. I liked that they didn't go to the cliche of uh, Billy Kay and Peyton turning on each other. Yeah. Because that always happens. Like I said, yeah. Yeah, like they actually... I would have rather the cliche of them pinning each other or yeah. at least trying. I'll, they didn't I'll, even I'm try. Gonna yell. I'm going to yell. Don't yeah, me. that, that would have been great if they did that. They didn't do it, but I liked that they were a team throughout the night. And there were points when you were like, they they managed to do what they needed to do to win this thing. Uh, the shot when they threw Nikki Cross through the table and the camera was looking up and you saw like Billy Kay like kind of put her hands through her hair. Like they were both so happy that they just did. Yeah. Like that I thought was a great moment. Um that they kept, you know That was the spot of the yeah, match. That, that they kept getting out of the ring. Like every time they looked like they were in trouble they would just bail out. Like the the, the, the way the match started was perfect yeah. because one was facing Oscar, mm-hmm. one was facing Nikki Cross and they turned <laughs> and they around switched. and they and then they both powdered at yeah. the same time. That was perfect. <laughs> yeah, it, I thought I thought that those 
I thought they were handled very well for the most part. I liked what they did with the two of them. I thought Nikki Cross had a good performance in this match. Obviously, Asuka's always great. Um, the problem that I have with it was how is Asuka ever going to lose? Like, well, this was the way she yeah, was going to lose. I was thinking the same thing. I was yeah. happy she won. Me too. Just because like, it showed you how good it when was. When she won, but... I was like, okay, she's dominant. They just showed you. They, they told the story all through the match. Yeah. How How's anybody going to overcome this? This is an impossible task, but it is Asuka. If anybody could do it, it's her. Yeah, because I was really adamant about this. You could protect Asuka, protect Asuka right here and then have her challenge, for, get her rematch and face both of them, and she could easily be and lose to both of them. Yeah. It takes nothing away from her. And I didn't like that she so easily dispatched the two of them at yeah. the end of the match. But I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I said, I, I think more than anything, I like the way they handled Billy Kay and Peyton yeah. Royce in this match. Um, up until the end. Yeah. Do you think Nikki Cross didn't look as strong as you'd expect? Yeah, I do think that, yes. I kind of was disappointed she never got up from the table. Me too. It was a long time that she was yeah. down. At least, like, I, I'm probably, I could be exaggerating. I feel like she was in that table for 10 minutes. Yeah. And Ember. I don't think so. Because Ember it happened, Moon. then they made it back to the ring. Yeah, but they, I, their, I, the match didn't end too long after that. That's true. It was maybe like another 90 seconds or. <laughs> Yeah, a minute and a half to two and a it half It wasn't minutes. that long. You wouldn't because after the match, I was like, "That's it." Yeah, but the whole celebration, and then she marches up the ramp, and she's still laying there. Oh well, that's that's a good point. Yeah, when they they went back up the ramp, she was she was still laying down there at the table. Um, Ayla, what were your numerous nitpicks? <laughs> well, Nikki Cross, she's awesome. Like she's mm-hmm. my favorite member of Sanity because. Just the same time she does something good and the way she just smiles was perfect. The way they got her out the match I thought was great. I like the feel like you said, I see why this is your match tonight because there were things in there that are good and stuck to the story. Like you said, they didn't turn on each other, which which in which WWE logic is, hey, we both want the title, so we're going to go turn each other. But they worked as a unit. So even when they got Nikki Cross up the ramp, they were like, pay in, Billy, come on. Mm-hmm. Like they actually worked as a team. Now my problem is, so you get rid of Nikki Cross, you go back to the ring, you, you fight Asuka. So you have this massive plan. Hey, we'll give her our finisher. Hey, she kicked out Billy Kay. She's pushing down on the pins so mm-hmm. Asuka can't kick out. That was a good touch, that, too. That, and I'm glad that Graves actually mentioned it or Phillips mentioned it. One of them did. Yeah. So they both they mentioned that clearly. And then Billy Kay, they couldn't believe she kicked out. I'm like, but you you didn't put through your head that if you pin each other, you can win the title. Right. And Oscar's down, and you're not gonna pin each other and win the title. That's the logic. Like like even at the first time she kicked out, they's like, hey, let's do it again. Oscar, Oscar got rid of Billy Kay and then hits a spinning heel kick on Peyton Royce. There was a certain point I thought they were gonna do that because they tried to pin her, she kicked out, and Graves said they should try to pin her again. Yeah. And I thought they might have taken that opportunity to just. They started talking to each other, yeah. and I thought maybe they're going to do it, and it didn't happen. Yeah, because it's just the logic behind it. It's like, okay, you got Asuka down. If you, you, you guys want to be the women's champion. Just pin each other is yeah. the logic. Other small nitpick I had, I wish Sanity had come out with Nikki Cross. Really? Well, they brought that up. I, Not that they would have gotten involved in the match, but I think it like, I think if they weren't going to make Nikki Cross win, I could see why they didn't. Because it would make no sense. Three men with her. So... The fact that Asuka retained makes sense that they didn't come out. Yeah. Uh, what was your thought of the match overall, Eck? I know you just said you were happy that Asuka won. I thought it was good. I was, I enjoyed the match a lot. Um, honestly, I think I might have even liked it more than what I expected to. 
I thought there was going to be the title change. Uh, I nitpicked that. Obviously, one, they didn't try the obvious, trying to pin each other. Um, I did not like that Nikki Cross was down for so long. I love the double suplex when um, Asuka suplexed both of them. and mm-hmm. you know, me No, and that was a great each other. I forgot about I, that. I enjoyed that. If you don't mind me asking, what to you makes that match better than the tag title match? Um, was it just the overall result? Is part that- of it was the result. Like, I knew... Authors of Pain were going to win, okay. and I did. I thought Oscar was. I thought Nikki Cross was going to win. I thought anybody but Oscar was going to yeah. win that match. Yeah. So they surprised me, which I thought that aspect of it was good, and I was pleasantly surprised with the fact that they had Billy Kay and Peyton Ross, Peyton Royce be a team throughout the match. Yeah, Troy was watching it confused. He's like, "Why aren't they tagging?" <laughs> well, the good thing about this is we're going to get Ember Moon versus Oscar. Yeah, she called out Oscar at some point. In the evening after that match, she did. Yeah, and it's somewhere I, it was reported somewhere. I didn't okay. see it, but then they also did a, a interview with Oscar after the match, and they asked her, "What do you think of Ember Moon?" Saying like she wants to face you, and she said, "Ember Moon, she works here," which I thought <laughs> was good. She is, <laughs> yeah, she works here, and whoever, whatever the girl's name, the interviews, I don't even know. Yeah, we don't know anymore. It's too many. Um, yeah, and she said, "Yeah, she works here." She said, "Okay then, okay," and just walked away. <laughs> Uh, so we are going to get Ember Moon and Asuka sooner rather than later. Uh, so clearly I like this match the most uh, out of the three of us. Um, but it is not without its flaws. I will readily admit that there were flaws to it. Uh, that leads us to the main event. The glorious Bobby Roode against Shinsuke Nakamura, the King of Strong Style for the NXT Championship. Um, this was a really good match. They told a story. They got a lot of time to tell it. Um, but I, it ended, and I was like, I don't know. I'm not truly 100% satisfied with it. Um, Eric, what are your thoughts on this match? The match is good. It, I'm going to sound overly picky in the match. Um, oh, you sound like you me. <laughs> yeah, worst thing I could do. Um, so the match was good. I wasn't surprised Bobby Roode won. I think Nakamura sold the injuries well better than I would expect he would do. I like that they gave them the amount of time they got. It's like a love-hate thing. Um, they deserve it. I do think the main event should always probably get the most time. I just think at the same time, they're, you know, while they're running with all that time, I didn't like, you know, the showboating to, to start the match. I didn't like Bobby Roode's heel tactics of, you know, going in between the ropes to save himself. But good match either way, good ending. Overall, I can't complain with it. Nalo? I like the mind games that were played in the beginning of the match. Mm-hmm. I like my best friend. Mm-hmm. But it, it fit because of what the contract signing was. So kind of, so those moments kind of fit because yeah. you know, um, Nakamura, um, Rude was mocking Nakamura at the contract signing, and vice versa with Shinsuke mm-hmm. knocking Bobby Rude. So that that was perfect. I like Rude's psychology in the match because every time Shinsuke Nakamura basically hurt, fell like he fell off the top rope and hit and ran to the steps. He started work. He started working on it from there. Even the end near the ending when he hit the Kinshasa and then whatever whatever point his knee started he but his knee buckled or whatever. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that Rude just jumped right on him right away. Yeah. 
then they hit the impaler. Nakamura kicks out. Rude can't believe it, and he goes right to the to the half Boston Crab, and he's pounding his knee mm-hmm. as he's in the. Matt Bloom had to come out from the yeah, back. Yeah, they bring, they bring out Albert, <laughs> Prince Albert, right, best friend. They bring out Prince Albert. Exactly. To just come, he was because he was the acting GM of the night. So th- I thought it was perfect because they had the medical team come on, the actual referee, and not, and Rude he just pounded on that knee, and Nakamura not kicking out. He actually countered into the triangle choke, but just couldn't lock it in. Yeah, and then and they they were going to stop the match, but then he walks right into the impaler again, and Rude's the NXT champion. I'm shocked because we both, I think me and you both said that I don't think they built him up to that level yet to be NXT champion. And at this point, you kind of got to think, what are they doing with the NXT title now? Because it's become the women's title, <laughs> essentially. Mm-hmm. Every time it's defended on a takeover, or not even takeover, every time it's been defended, it's been swapped around. Yeah. Even though this is a, a different story, you would kind of think you wouldn't really expect that from NXT because they've kind of valued the title reigns of the champions. Now, yeah. in my, my opinion, uh, Patrick, before you go with that, mm-hmm. I think um, anything NXT's almost done right, where I feel like Aaron definitely knows much more about Bobby Roode than I do. Mm-hmm. So Me as I, well. I've watched <laughs> nothing of him from TNA, but I think his name's a little known and known enough to me where I thought he was a top contender rate when he came in. So I didn't think they really had to do much building for him. Yeah, if him being a contender wasn't an issue, it's just the fact that I wouldn't have been able to put it on him over Nakamura. Yeah, I didn't think that, that he was ready for it. There, so there was one small moment in this match that, that you didn't mention that I really liked when Nakamura was waiting to hit him with the Kinshasa. And he was just laying there playing dead. <laughs> and as soon as Nakamura walked over, he rolled him yeah. up. I thought that was a good spot in the match. Um, but my feeling is maybe we talk a lot about sometimes someone needs a belt to, like, the belt will help someone. Some people help the belt. Do you think maybe they're thinking putting the title on him helps, will help give him a little bit more um, prestige? Than he already has, because I don't feel like it's not like he beat Nakamura. Mm-hmm. He had an injury and he managed to get a win, but it's not like they put him in a position where like, wow, this is the guy who dethroned Nakamura. It was like, oh, Nakamura just really couldn't. He injured his knee. He couldn't really compete. He did the best he could. I didn't feel like they really put Bobby Roode in that strong of a position by winning. But he was a good. He was a typical heel taking advantage of the situation. Right. I, I was thinking kind of a similar situation while I'm watching the match when I was thinking of Samoa Joe. Uh, I was trying to think, you know, did Joe really need to be dethroned? At the same time, he's lost the belt twice, but for argument's sakes, he was the first person to win the NXT championship mm-hmm. twice. So it's like if he, when he comes to the main roster, it's like you could still say, you know, he ran through the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the one to dethrone Balor. He was the first person to beat Nakamura. So he has strong things going for him. Nakamura, you know, was injured while he loses the title. Uh, he did beat Joe. You know, still, in my opinion, had the best match of the year last year. So I think think they kind of went smart booking either way where Joe didn't look weak and at this point Nakamura doesn't look weak. Oh, I didn't mean that they didn't make uh, Nakamura look I understood. strong. I, I mean, I think that but they didn't they didn't make Bobby I, I think, look I, strong I, in winning the title. He didn't look strong winning it, but it was I guess again, typical heel booking. You don't majority of the time or at least as of late. I mean, if you want to go back 12 years ago, when was the last time a heel actually looked strong winning the, the title? Joe. Eight, hmm. 
But that's because they built, they built Joe as a badass. Bobby Roode, he was just like an opportunist, mm-hmm. basically. I actually didn't think they made Joe look that strong just because Balor, look at the size difference and look how many times he he beat yeah. beat Joe first. Yeah, but it's, and that's the point, though, because Joe's a bigger, like more demeaning-looking guy. And Bobby Roode is like, he's like that typical, like, edge type of heel. Like, you, like he's going to take it. Give any opportunity given, he's gonna take it, and that's what and that's essentially what he did. Samoa Joe was built as the most submission machine. He's a bigger guy, so him actually just going out there being dominant is actually more believable. I and do him, think his image will work well with the title. Like yeah. seeing him come out in the suit holding the belt, I think will be a good look for him. Yeah, um, and it'll be, be the only time it's him. been seen with that belt. Yeah, right? yeah, and then same thing as you said. Somebody might need a title. Some somebody might not need a title. Nakamura doesn't need a title. Right. But I think the one thing that's clear after this is he, we will not see Nakamura at the Royal Rumble. We might see Joe, though. Oh, I think we will see Joe. Yeah, I'm 99.9%. But they're not going to have Nakamura go down with that injury where Triple H is talking in the interview afterwards saying it might be like a uh, dislocated kneecap or something like that. He's got to get an MRI. I think it's clear that Nakamura will not be in the Royal you Rumble. Know, I, th- I think out of everyone on NXT, he's the one that needs to come up the least. You think so? Yeah. If he comes up, put him on SmackDown. I don't want him nowhere near overall. Yeah, I would like to see him on SmackDown. Um, so we all like this show. Again, I think I made the comparison a couple months ago how for a while we all hated Raw, but every pay-per-view was good. And now it's like we've all kind of soured on the weekly NXT show, but the takeovers are always good. Yeah, and now the, the Raw the Raw pay-per-views are just like Raw. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's all bad. Yeah. Um did this did this takeover make either one of you more uh, interested in watching NXT's weekly product, or not necessarily? I would say a little bit. Um, I know now after the Seth Rollins surprise thing, I now feel like I want to make it more a priority when it's happening live to watch the takeover event. Mm-hmm. Again, I wish it was on Wednesday rather than Saturday. Um, I, and again, you know, the um, dirt sheets spoil it when people like all these XTNA stars debut. They usually tell you they debut and you don't see it on NXT for three weeks. Yeah. I wish I could, like, normally it's like I already know. And it's like, oh, here's the week you see them. Oh, I already know, so I don't end up watching yeah. it right away. So I do kind of wish I would watch that stuff more often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris, yeah, Chris Harrell's, he came back to NXT. I'm not sure when that episode airs. But, um, Who? Chris Hero. Chris Hero. Who? Cash us on now. There we go. <laughs> so, I'm I'm more intrigued to watch because I'm not, I'm not going to watch NXT the regular show live because I'm tired and we, I'm, we're doing this show on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. But I'm more intrigued to actually watch because I think they're out that holding pattern now, or they're going to be out that holding pattern because when we when we, when we started feeling that way about NXT, it was a Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic and we really didn't care about it because nothing there's nothing really for us to care about. We looked at the teams, there wasn't really, nothing really intriguing, yeah. and then. After that, after takeover Toronto, it was just those li- those few live shows. It was like, okay, we really gonna watch this. Mm-hmm. Nothing's really gonna happen. Nothing's nothing storyline. There's no story character development in this. So, but now I am because now we're headed to the road to WrestleMania. Where we know we're gonna get Ember Moon Oscar, which we all wanted. So that's the only that's one of the positives that came out of that women's match. But now we're gonna get Ember Moon versus Oscar, and now we got Bobby Roode defeating Nakamura, and I'm really interested to see where that goes. And then North is a pain. We're gonna get to go for the tag team division. There's a lot of questions I'm actually interested to see because like the tag team division, Nick Shane Thorne's out, so we don't know where that's gonna happen. Cash's Ono is back. I'm not sure if he's gonna be as a, be a face and go against Bobby Roode. I, he's a, I think he'll definitely be a face. So I'm we're, I'm not sure where we're going, but I'm I'm interested to see what's gonna happen with NXT. 
I am too. I, I'm more interested now than I have been in a while. Mostly because I don't know where they're going. I don't know what's next for almost Mystery's anyone. always good. That's why it I is. think we're all looking forward to the Rumble tonight. We are. I guess, well, I was going to say do we want to make some predictions on the Rumble, but the show's right. going to be released after the Rumble has yeah. already happened. Yeah. So, <laughs> kind of silly there. to do it. Although we can always edit afterwards and pretend we made the perfect <laughs> predictions on the show. So if you hear some predictions after this point, it's because we went back and did it afterwards. Uh, anything anybody else has to say about NXT or TakeOver San Antonio? That'd be it. That'd be it for me. That's it for me, too. It was a good show. I enjoyed it. Uh, you may have pulled me back on board a little more than I was. Uh, so, for Ek to Fly, Eric Trembicki, for the voice that runs the place, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the European champion hailing from Bangor, Maine, Alo Aaron Lloyd, I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you... On Wednesday. Hop on the top rope, by the land with elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again, fans mocking man. Man, I hate my ball, shut the mission, man. It ain't safe to land, off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the cell.